everybody. My name is Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back, our weekly excursion where we talk about politics and the law and whatever the hell else I want to talk about. Tonight, I was going to talk originally about uh, the Kavanaugh hearings that happened this week, but I figured I talked about it last week, and why bother doing it again? Basically, if you like Trump, you believe Kavanaugh's a saint, you believe everything he says, and you think she's lying. If you hate Trump, you believe the exact opposite. Nothing I can say can change your minds. Truth proof. Nobody cares. People's minds are made up. And so what we're going to be talking about today is something a little bit different, okay? And that's going to involve me singing a song, which I know a lot of you guys like. So here we go again. As John Lennon once said, you say you changed the Constitution. Well, you know, I can't understand a damn thing about the Constitution on the ballot for being able to make the change. People have been calling me up saying, you know what kind of show you need to do? You need to talk about the constitutional changes that are on the ballot next month because I've been reading them and I have no idea what they say. And that's how a lot of people are. You try to read these things. You go in the ballot booth and you start reading Amendment 1, Amendment 2, and you just start reading all this legalese and it's confusion and it's contradicting and you have no idea what the hell you're voting on. And this is changing the constitution of the state of Florida. Unlike the United States Constitution, where it actually talks about important things like, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, due process, equal protection. You know, the, the, uh, the Constitution in Florida talks about the most minuscule details of our lives. So it really shouldn't be part of, the, you know, the Constitution in the state of Florida. But that's the way it is. So I try my best to read through this stuff. And I'm going to tell you my opinions about each one of these uh, amendments, what it does, what it's for, and in my opinion, how you should vote for it. Okay, so you can listen to my advice, but I just want to help inform you as to what these damn things say. So let's go one by one. It might be a boring episode for you. It might be the best episode you've ever seen, but I'm going to tell you how I feel. Okay, the first one, Amendment 1, bum, bum, bum. Okay, that's the one I call the Homestead Exemption Amendment. Now, just for those of you who don't remember what a homestead exemption is, uh, let's say you have real estate and you've got to pay property taxes on your house. Homestead is the property where you live in. If you've got rental property, it's not homestead. you actually got to live there. It's your primary residence. And the homestead exemption makes it uh, so that you don't pay taxes on the whole amount. Without any homestead exemption, you pay taxes on the full amount. So if your house is worth $100,000, you pay property taxes based upon $100,000. But years ago, the Constitution in Florida gave you a $25,000 homestead exemption. So if you had a house, you get to deduct $25,000 off the tap, and you only pay um, homestead or, or property taxes on the value of your house minus $25,000. Then they bumped it up to $50,000. So you pay the value of your house minus 50000 Well, what the Constitutional Amendment 1 wants to do this year is they want to amend it so that you have a third homestead of exemption of 25000 Now, this only kicks in um, not for the first $100,000, but for the second $100,000. So if your house is worth less than hundred grand, you only get a 50000 homestead exemption. But if your house is worth more than $100,000, then you get a $75,000 total homestead exemption. Now, people back home are probably going, well, that's great. That means i got to pay less taxes. But there's all, you know, people, when you pay less taxes and property taxes, well, you don't get off scot-free because what happens is a lot of the local governments and communities and everything, they end up having a shortfall because... Less money in taxes, that's less money for local government to operate, for counties and cities to operate as well. 
So what they're going to do is they're just going to bump up taxes in other ways. So you might be paying less money in property taxes, but to make up for that short shortage, they're just going to bump your taxes up in other ways. And if they bump up taxes in other ways by creating higher sales tax, for instance, uh, that's not going to really be fair to the poor people who are unhomeowners who aren't going to be getting a uh, deduction by having that exemption. Only homeowners get that exemption. Uh, they're going to be paying more money in goods and services by paying more in sales tax. For instance, if a municipality has a sales tax because they're giving this extra home exemption to uh, people who own homes. It's also not fair to people who are um, renters because if, let's say, you rent property, well, the person who's uh, like your landlord, let's say you have a small business, I pay rent to my landlord each month. Well, my landlord, that's not um, homestead property. So their taxes aren't going to go down. They might raise their taxes to make up for the, sh uh, the shortage. And therefore, they might charge me extra rent, which hurts small businesses to make up for that insurance that shortage as well. And it's also for people who are actually renting houses. You know, you rent an apartment, the landlord's going to have to pay higher taxes probably, and they're going to pass that on to the consumer. So I would vote no for Amendment 1. I think uh, it's not necessary to have yet another $25,000 exemption. But if you want it, if you think it's really important and you don't mind paying more taxes somewhere else, then vote yes for it, okay? Um, there's also, now let's move on to Amendment 2. Amendment 2 is the non-homestead uh, cap. And what that does, Amendment 2, is it puts a 10% cap on the amount that they could raise taxes on non-homestead property. So that if it's non-homestead, they can only raise your taxes by a maximum of 10% a year. I think that's pretty smart. I think that's a good idea. That stops people who are renters from getting nailed with higher taxes, especially if they pass Amendment 1. So I would say, even though I don't think it's worthy of a constitutional amendment, I would vote yes for Amendment 2. See ya. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Hi, welcome back to Fight Back. We're going through the amendments on the proposed uh, Florida constitutional amendments for 2018 election. So now we're up to amendment number three, which is the casino amendment. 
Now, when I go to court, whenever I get out of the courthouse, there's always these people standing there saying, would you sign a petition to amend the Constitution? And everyone says, oh, sure, I'll sign it. Or they say, I'm too busy, and they walk by them. Uh, I actually like to actually read what I'm signing before I sign the damn thing. And these people would tell me, oh, man, if you're for allowing casino gambling, you got to uh, vote for Amendment 3 because it allows it ca casino gambling. Well, you know what? I read it, and they were lying to me. Okay, the people who told you to sign this because you're, if you're for casino gambling, the bill, the, the proposed amendment makes it the exact opposite of what it says it's going to do. It makes it harder to allow casino gambling in the state of Florida. Okay, because currently under the law, there's two ways you can get casino gambling. One way is you can do it by a ballot initiative, which is this is trying to make it mandatory. Or the second way is um, the legislature could actually just pass it and say, okay, it's allowed. Okay, but what this um, constitutional amendment does is it stops the legislature from being able to do it and says that the only way that gambling can be allowed or a casino could be allowed in the state of Florida, the only way it can be done is by um, going by ballot initiative by amending the Constitution, which would require hundreds of thousands of people to sign a petition and then for it to be on the um, ballot. And then it will require 60%, not 50%, but 60% of Florida voters to allow casino gambling, making it a much harder thing to do. And yet, there's these television commercials, which are on all the time, called Voters in Charge. Yes, be in charge of what happens in the state of Florida. Vote directly for this. You get to be in charge. They're lying to you, folks. They're making it harder to pass this legislation. It's almost impossible to get 60% of people to do anything, plus all the expense of having to actually go do the petitions and all that kind of stuff. So Amendment 3 is very deceptive as to what it wants to do. It wants to limit the ability to do casino gambling in the state of Florida. Now, who would be behind that? What would be the incentive? Who would have an economic purpose for wanting to make it harder to open up casinos in the state of Florida? This is who? The people who are spending about $40 million in advertising uh, dollars to pass this amendment. And who is that? One is the Seminole Indian Reservation. Why? Because they don't want other people to cut into the turf. They like having the exclusive monopoly on casino gambling, and they don't want anybody else to be uh, into casino gambling. So by making this constitutional amendment pass, it makes them stay rich and stops other people from being able to compete. The other people are Disney. Disney has have, uh, pumped in about $20 million of their money as well into having this. Why? Because Disney wants all of your money. They don't want you to go to an adult amusement park. They don't want you to go gamble your money away. They want you to blow it all at Mickey Mouse land. They want you to be riding the monorail so you can spend all your money at Disney World. So that's why they're against casino gambling. Okay? Vote no for Amendment 3. Amendment 4. This is the important one to me. This is something that is actually serious and we need a constitutional amendment for in the state of Florida. This is the voters' rights to felons. Okay? Currently, if you are a convicted felon in Florida, regardless of the felony, you are never allowed to vote again, ever, at the state, local, or national elections. You lose your right forever. Now, people might say, well, that's right. That's how it should be. Floridians are unique in this area. Florida is only one of four states in the entire country which does not restore its rights to felons. Every other state, you do your time, after you do your crime, you get to become a citizen again. So if you go to prison, you do your probation, you get out, you get to become a citizen again automatically. Florida is unique. There are more 
convicted felons in Florida who cannot vote than the entire rest of the United States combined. Now, why is this law in Florida, you might ask? This law in, in Florida making it illegal uh, for, for, for felons to vote was passed in the 1860s right after African Americans were freed and they were given the right to vote. So what the state of Florida did is they didn't want black people voting, so they made it impossible for blacks to vote by saying we're not discriminating against them anymore because of the race. We're just going to say if you're a felon, you can't vote. And then they started creating all these laws to ensure that African Americans, former slaves, were not able to vote. So the whole point of this law was to disenfranchise African Americans after the Civil War. Unfortunately, that's continuing to this day because a large percentage of those who are convicted of felonies in Florida are people of color. A higher percentage of African Americans are convicted felons than of white people. Now, that could be based upon social and economic reasons or racism or whatever you say, but it's wrong for there to be over 1.5 million, a large percentage of them African Americans who are no longer to be able to participate in our great democracy. The code, if you read... Um, the law books, the criminal code, it never says that a punishment for your crime is you lose your right to vote for the rest of your life. It doesn't say that. If it's a third degree felony, the maximum sentence is five years. So you should not be disenfranchised for the rest of your life. Okay? And if you look at these things, you look at the felonies that they have in the state of Florida, a lot of them are ridiculous. Now, this constitutional amendment does not allow people who are convicted murderers or convicted of sex crimes to be able to vote. Okay? They can never vote, even with this constitutional amendment. But there's a lot of convicted felons for stupid crimes that people don't even realize are felonies. If you are in possession of one Xanax, one little tiny baby Xanax, it's a felony. Did you know that? Did you know that if you bounce a check for $150, that's a felony? $150, it's a felony if it's a worthless check. Three petty thefts, three little shoplifting, take a candy from a jar. You do that three times in your lifetime, that's a felony. Here's a great felony in the state of Florida. If you tamper with a crab trap, okay? If a crab trap, if you tamper with it, mess with it. Don't even have to steal the crabs. You just tamper with the crab trap. That's a felony. You lose your right to vote for the rest of your life, okay? Now, they have something called clemency in which the governor has the ability to pardon thee and say, you are allowed to vote again. Even without a pardon, they can still restore your rights. But right now, it is 100% in the discretion of Rick Scott. There is no guidelines. There is nothing there. In fact, the method that they had for granting this clemency was declared to be unconstitutional. It was unconstitutional because the rules are arbitrary and capricious. Basically, if you're the kind of voter, i.e. Republican, that Rick Scott wants to be able to vote for president or governor or senator, then he'll restore your rights. But if you happen to be, I don't know, black and more likely to vote Democrat, you're not going to get your rights restored. That is un-American, okay? If you're an American and you pay your debt to society, damn it, you deserve a second chance. That's what America is about, being able to start over again. Create good citizens by allowing them to have the incentive to become part of society again. Once you do your time and you paid for what you did, you're back in this country as a citizen, just like every other state in this country, okay? Vote yes for Amendment 4. Amendment 5, okay? Amendment 5 is um, a really stupid amendment. It's the um, raise taxes amendment. 
This basically says that in order to raise taxes in the state of Florida, you need two-thirds votes in the House and Senate to raise taxes. Okay? What this is basically doing is changing it forever to make it almost impossible to raise taxes. So, in my opinion, the electorate have the, has a decision to make whatever they want. If you're more conservative and you hate taxes, then keep taxes low, don't raise taxes. But if you're liberal and you want more spending and you want more taxes, you have a right to send people to, to Tallahassee to do that. They shouldn't change the Constitution in the state of Florida, making it almost impossible to raise taxes. Therefore, the people who are alive right now in Florida who don't like taxes, once they die off, the next generation who might want to have more spending, might want to have higher taxes, they're unable to they're going to be unable to democratically get what they want because they're going to have this high burden because the conservatives are going to say and dictate for future generations, no, we're not only going to keep taxes down now, we're going to ensure that they stay down forever. That's un-American. That's not democratic. Vote no for Amendment 5. And we're going, to have, we're going to have a break, and hopefully we'll be able to get through the next six or so amendments by the end of the show. I'll do my best, I promise you. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Welcome back to Fight Back. I'm Steve Bartlett, and we're talking about the different amendments that are proposed to the Florida Constitution. We don't have that much time, and we only got half of them to do, so let me go get to the point. Amendment 6. Amendment 6 starts the type of amendments which are the, bum, which are the bungling um, amendments, where they start having all kinds of stuff in one amendment. It gets really, really super confusing. Amendment 6 is the one dealing with victims' rights and old judges, okay? What they want to do in Florida is they want to expand the scope of victims' rights under the Florida Constitution. That's a mistake because there already are victims' rights in the Florida Constitution, and they're just reciting the same ones. One right that they're actually expanding, which I really am against, is to say that a victim has the right to object to a deposition. So that means the defense attorney doesn't have a right to question them before trial. That violates the Confrontation Clause of the Florida Constitution, the United States Constitution, if you can't question the witnesses ahead of time, which I think is a big mistake. Plus, it violates the concept of presumption of innocence. How can a person be presumed to be a victim if the person is presumed to be innocent, right? They're not really victims until the person's presumed guilty. And a lot of the things that they're getting in that constitutional amendment, they already have. 
okay? They want to raise the mandatory age of judges from uh, 70 to 75. I'm for that. I'm against age discrimination. If Trump's allowed to be president at the age of 70, but he was a judge in Florida, they make him retire out the pasture, make him retire in the stud, I think that's unconstitutional. So I'm for part of Amendment 6, but I'm against part of Amendment 6. So in my opinion, I think that each amendment should be basically about a single subject. I would vote no for Amendment 6. Amendment 7 is about death, death benefits and college, okay? Really weird stuff. What they want to do is they want to give death benefits to first responders in Florida, including the military. Well, there already are death, benefit, death benefits to first responders in the state of Florida. If you're a cop and you're killed in the line of duty, your family already gets death benefits. What this would do is it would expand it to soldiers. But there's no need for that because the federal government already provides death benefits to family members of soldiers. So I, I don't see the benefit of who actually needs to be helped because the government's already taking care of these people. Um, another part of this amendment, because it's another one which has got multiple parts, is about requiring a super majority for uh, universities to raise taxes and fees. Once again, the Republicans wanting to create this supermajority in order, like this two-thirds majority before fees can be raised. Uh, and another part is establishing the college system as a constitutional entity. I would vote no for this. I hate this idea of bundling. They should keep things uh, separate. You shouldn't say, I'm for part of the constitutional amendment, but I'm against part of the constitutional amendment. If you're for part of it and against part of it, you should normally vote no. Amendment 9. Okay, this is the one dealing with the environment and e-cigarettes. Now, part of it I actually like. Part of it dealing with the environment says that we should prohibit oil and gas drilling for exploration or extraction in offshore areas. Hey, me being the hippie liberal guy that I am, I'm for that part. But the second part I'm against. The second part wants to make it completely illegal for people to be able to um, smoke e-cigarettes indoors or vapors indoors. Now, my opinion, as far as I know, it's considered to be harmless. They haven't had any conclusive studies saying that it's a danger to anybody. So to violate these people's rights at this time, I think, would be actually improper. I don't want to protect the environment at the same time than use it to discriminate against other people. I say separate it. If, you know, I would be fine voting Amendment 9 if the environmental part was, was still there. But I don't like the discrimination against those people who enjoy e-cigarettes, especially if they're not hurting anybody. So I would vote no for Amendment 9. Amendment 10 is something dealing with the way legislative sessions are supposed to get started, something really esoteric to allow them to go campaign. So every other year, they have the sessions in January to March, and then it goes at different times in odd years. So that way, when there's an election, they can get back and try to campaign with their constituents. It also creates this counterterrorism security office and a Department of Veterans Affairs office, which we don't need because there already is a Veterans Affairs office in the state of Florida. The one thing that it does, though, that makes me say we should vote against Amendment 10 is it says that all 60 seven counties must elect their sheriff, tax collector, uh, tax collector, elections supervisor, and clerk of courts. The problem with this is that it uh, violates the concept of home rule. Now, I think I believe in democratic elections, but if a county wants to have it be appointed, if the people in the county don't want to have elections or, or make those offices political, they shouldn't be forced to make those offices political. And it's wrong for the state to dictate the terms of how county officials are actually elected. So I'm against Amendment 10. You should vote no for that. Okay? Amendment 11. Okay, Amendment 11 is the clean up and savings clause. It, it uh, deletes a lot of crap that shouldn't be in the Constitution. One thing is there, uh, there's approval of a high-speed rail, and then the voters were against it, but the language is still there, but they want to clean it up. And that part is just, okay, I'm okay for that part of the amendment. But the main part of the amendment is really scary. 
Currently in the state of Florida, there's something called the Savings Clause, which says that if a criminal statute is amended, it doesn't apply retroactively. So in other words, if a person gets sentenced to 20 years in prison, and then that statute gets amended saying it's now a 10-year sentence, the person doesn't get out of prison 10 years earlier because they changed the law retroactively. Okay? Well, they have an amendment saying it will uh, apply retroactively to criminal laws. Now, as a criminal defense attorney, I'm normally for those type of things. However, here's the problem with this deal, okay? The people who are actually supporting this are the stand your ground people. What they want to do is they want to go back in history for people who've been found guilty of crimes and be able to then reapply and say, well, if the stand your ground law was applicable back then, they should be able to get out of jail because they were able to kill in self-defense. So they're retroactively trying to change the self-defense laws. Vote no for that. Amendment 12 is something that I'm totally for. Okay, I actually had a show about this. Vote yes for it. It's about ethics in government. It wants to ban officials and their employees from becoming lobbyists for six years after they leave office in the state of Florida. Okay, and it also bans elected officials from using their office for private gain. So if this amendment passes, sorry, Donald Trump, you can't become mayor or governor in the state of Florida because you can't use your office for, to, uh, to put money in your own pocket. Vote yes for Amendment 12. And the last one is Amendment 13, dealing with Greyhound Racing. Okay, it's dealing with Greyhound Racing. I love animals, I love dogs, and there's a lot of controversy as to whether or not um, we should, whether dogs are harmed because of this. In my opinion, I think that uh, we should look into the matter and that the legislature should take care of this. I don't want to make a rush to judgment without the evidence as to whether or not Greyhounds are in danger because of Greyhound Racing or not. Um, so, so... I would vote no for Amendment 13, but if you are an animal rights person and you know more about the plight of the animals, the, do the dogs or greyhounds, then I can understand why you might want to vote yes for that amendment, okay? So in conclusion, here's how I think you should vote for the, uh, on the ballot. I would vote yes to Amendments 2, 4, and 12, and I would vote no for everything else. Thumbs up for 2, 4, and 12, no for everything else. See you next week.